There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. Welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I am Michelle Weemy. I am so, so excited for you guys to meet my friend, Paula. You guys, Paula is the founder of Worthy of Wings, and she has an amazing story of, of her own journey. And I just know without a doubt that she's going to give you all of the hope and practical solutions to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Paula, thank you so much for joining us here in the show. Well, Lachelle, I'm so excited to be here to talk with you and, and to share with your listeners everything that I've experienced on my journey. Oh my goodness. Paula, tell me a little bit about what is Worthy of Wings. Tell me about what it is that you do and basically what you're most passionate about these days. Um, Worthy, Worthy of Wings came about because for most of my life, I felt this undercurrent of not feeling enough feeling less than, not feeling worthy. And um, I was inspired one day to sit down and kind of explore where that was coming from and all kinds of things tumbled out. And so I wrote a poem called Worthy, but a few months later, my dad, who was 98 at the time, had a massive stroke. And I visited him in the middle of the night to find him reaching his still good arm up to the, the ceiling and just said, Dad, these are the angels. They're here to help you do whatever it is you want to do. And he, he did pass. And a month after that, I was on a coaching call with a woman who invited us to visualize ourselves in a field with our goal at one end of the field and us at the other. I don't remember what my goal was, but I do remember feeling the angels and seeing around me, above me, behind me, below me, and recognizing that the angels were there for dad. Why would they not be there for me and for everyone else? And that just started me on a whole different career, essentially. I was a mom, I was a teacher, and um, it was just, it was such a beautiful experience to feel viscerally worthy. Yeah. And so now you're on this path to helping other people. So tell me a little bit about the foundation. Yeah, I, um, or your business. Yeah, that's okay. I lead retreats and I write and I coach, um, and I teach, I do teacher trainings. I do all kinds of different things, all with the focus and the passion on creating safe space for people who really want to commit if they haven't committed already to just living the life that brings them the greatest joy because we're worth the work it takes to get there but we're also worth the joy that comes from it oh my goodness you know i think that worthiness is something that can sneak up on you um and oftentimes we don't even realize that it's what's holding us back and i'm going to give you an example from my own life so um about five years ago i started a business that has literally changed my life but what started that was my decision to wash my face now that's going to sound really weird but one of the things that i realized because the business has to do with dermatology and skincare 
And I wasn't even washing my face before I started this business. Now, when I look back and I unpeel the onion, I realized that I was 35 and had never washed my face with big girl anything because I didn't feel worthy of the time and the money to spend on myself. And it's like that one decision of spending the time and money on myself that helped me to wash my face, that led me to start this business, which led me down this path of bringing me back to my worthiness. And I think that sometimes we don't even realize that it's what's holding us back. Do you find that's that? such a beautiful story? That's such, it's such a perfect encapsulation of how yeah. most of us experience it. There's yeah. one moment when we're driven to do something that we've never done before. And then all of a sudden the layers start to unpeel. And what, cause you said that you wrote this poem and what led you to that point where you're like, okay, no, I need to figure this out because what, where was your lack of worthiness holding you back at that point? Well, I had, um, I had been a teacher for many years Mm -hmm. and I, I just always, and then I left teaching so that I could be a stay-at-home mom. Um, Best decision I ever made, by the way. But I was also older. And so I've always felt this urge to help. Um, But I had no idea how. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. up, And that was kind of my standing joke for my entire life. Maybe I'll figure it out. And um, one of the things that it was that I look back on, although yeah. at the time you're of course not aware of yeah. this, but yeah. I started doing, I started doing yoga mm-hmm. and I started doing yoga because my husband and I had made a business decision that did not work in our favor. Mm-hmm. And we were both really at sea. And I decided that our children, we have two boys, our children deserved to have at least one parent who could function and be present totally with them. So I um, consulted a physician and I went on medication and I started meditation at the same time that I started the meds and I started doing yoga all with the idea that I was going to figure this out, that I was going to hold a space for my children. And in holding a space for my children, I learned better how to hold a space for myself. I call them my gurus. They they are my best teachers. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that I have found in my journey and without this being, you know, all, all about my story is that I found that I was doing all kinds of things subconsciously, because now I understand, but it was always to try to, to increase my worthiness. So that meant, you know, being the chameleon and trying to gain the acceptance of other people to be like them so that they could like me, um, finding myself adding degrees and certifications and things to try to add to my worthiness. And so one of the things that I have found is that I was doing things in order to add to my worthiness instead of once you get to the point, just like you said, when you start to when you start to take time for yourself and when you start to grow your own worthiness, you start to find that your love for other people and your service to other people actually comes out of you. Like you're so full of love and worthiness within you that it overflows into others versus you doing things to get love in order to get worthiness. And there's a totally different consciousness, a totally different 
level of relationships when you come from that place of wholeness and worthiness and true love to give out versus needing it to get. Absolutely. There is one of my absolute favorite phrases, which has stuck with me for years, is from Thich Nhat Hanh, who wrote, we're here to take care of each other. To do so, we must first take care of ourselves." Mm -hmm. And I put an awful lot of energy, as you've described, I have a a resume, a list that is so <laughs> long, and I don't even look at it anymore. Because I know, I right? Think I don't. I, you know, you asked me what my title was. Well, my favorite title is mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but but before this, yeah. I would have had to go through the whole list of all the things I've done in my life just to prove to you right. that right. I was good enough to be here and worthy of whatever it was that was out there. And what I discovered, which is what you so beautifully described, is that as I became more centered, as I became more loving to myself, I was able to be less judgmental and more loving of others, which then fed my ability to be less judging and more loving of myself. Yes. And it's yes. this beautiful upward spiral. It's yes. glorious. Absolutely. And I think that what I found is that when I judge others, the more I judge others, the more I feel judged. Right. And so I think yes. that one of the things that you've just brought to, to my attention is that judgment, um, excessive judgment can be a symptom, right. Of a feeling of lack of worthiness. So, like I said, in the beginning, I didn't even realize that that was a, an issue that I had to deal with is that lack of worthiness was kind of the thing that was holding me back from, from really stepping into my own and, and from being the person that I was designed to be. What other symptoms, I guess, could we be seeing in people who maybe need to take a look at this as part of themselves in their journey? Well, I think, first of all, we have to start with ourselves, And I think we're too often looking out there at what other people are doing and we're interpreting everything through our own being without being aware yes. that that's what we're doing. And yep. I think awareness is huge and it is one of the, what I consider to be the first five steps of, of this journey. Um, awareness and acknowledgement mm -hmm. because we don't want to see we we're yeah. i think we're afraid at least i speaking for myself i was yeah. terrified mm -hmm. that all i would find was bad was yeah. darkness was evil even and once i i stepped past that and i started a practice of gratitude actually mm -hmm. which yeah. made me look at what I had done during the day, what I had seen during the day, what I had felt during the day and practicing gratitude for all of it, not just the good stuff, not, you know, and maybe to avoid the good and the bad, but look at it all through a totally different lens. And that lens was gratitude. But without awareness and acknowledgement, we cannot change. We yeah. cannot take the right. next step oh, because the next step will be false. Yeah. So, so some of the things that I could say, like of my own, I'll just be real transparent with you guys and I'll show you all my messy insides here. But when I was really struggling on my journey, I found things like, um, people pleasing was a big mm -hmm. symptom of mine, um, in order to add worthiness. Um, I found perfectionism was another symptom for me in the sense that I felt like I needed to be perfect in order to earn that the worthiness. Um, I felt like um, not saying no to things was something that I struggled with because I 
um, felt like I needed that acceptance and I didn't want to disappoint people. Um, I think that um, not just, I, you're wearing this beautiful red sweater. I would never wear these pink earrings because I didn't want to draw the attention. So um, my, my journey on social media was a, a uphill battle because I was so afraid of putting myself out there. So those are some of the things that, that I found with myself. Am I missing anything that you see in either oh. yourself or other people? Well, I see in myself and and sometimes and often others, this reluctance to acknowledge responsibility, to say, I'm sorry, you know, mm -hmm. to, to actually note that, okay, I did something wrong because I want to be perfect, because I want people to love me. Um, you know, yes, I never wore red until a year or so ago. Yeah. And impatience and expecting people to be the way I needed them to be, expecting myself to fit in, um, making decisions unconsciously and acting out of habit. You know, I come from a family where my mother is a, an amazing people pleaser. She's honed it to a gift and she will be a hundred <laughs> this month. So she's had a long time to do this, but in her, in her life and experience to survive, she needed to bring her attention outside of her family. So everybody in the neighborhood, all the neighbors, all the friends see her as being this joy-filled Viola is her name. And I recognized that what I was, a lot of what I was doing was just because she had been my model. And it didn't necessarily fit with who I was or how I wanted to raise my children. I found myself saying things that to my husband and to my kids that had no connection to me, to who I was. Yeah. And I found myself in a lot of negative self-talk. And I think a lot of us do without ever thinking twice about it, a lot of negative self-talk. And yeah. what we say to ourselves matters more than what we say to others, although that resonates too, yeah, but yeah. what they say to us is of even less importance than yeah. what we say to ourselves. And I think that you brought such a great point because I think that when we are on our worthiness journey, right, we are trying to be something, right? And it might be trying to be what I saw in my mom, trying to be the doctor, that I have the title of trying to be this in order to, again, feel who I think I need to be. But once you get to this place of wholeness and worthiness, you recognize your, your true essence of who you authentically and individually were designed to become. And once we get to that place of, of true worthiness, we're free to be who we were designed to be. And that's where that love and acceptance and all of the things flow out of us because we're in that place where we don't need all of these other things. We like them, but we don't need them. We're already whole within ourselves. And one of the things that I heard, um, I think yesterday actually, which kind of tied with our conversation, but people pleasing can be something that is a, a big, big thing that happens when we're trying to fill our worthiness. And when we care so much about what somebody else thinks of me, and this comes from the fear of rejection that comes from, I'm afraid of sales because I don't want to be told. No, I'm afraid to put myself out there on social media because I'm afraid to be judged. We're making somebody else's opinion of us 
mean more than our own opinion of us. And once we can get to that point where we know in our heart and our soul who we are and that we're worthy, it changes the way we interact with people. It absolutely, absolutely does. And I I do want to clarify for me as well as to make sure that your audience doesn't feel intimidated by our use of the word once you get to the point of feeling centered. It's not something that happens instantaneously. And once you've reached it, it doesn't mean that you don't keep right. having to come back yes. to reassure yourself. And, yes. you know, it is so, it is so a journey yes. and it goes back and forth and you go in and out. And if yes. and I, for example, when I'm tired, I know now that I have to be really, really vigilant yes. to the feelings that come up because I'll be tired and, and somebody will say something and I'll go, spinning into oh my god i can never do that why whatever gave me the idea that i i could talk on a podcast with lachelle whatever gave me that idea yeah so you know i just want to reassure your listeners that when we say that it's not it's not a one and done it's a it's a lifetime absolutely and i think that what you know i want you guys to do the same thing when when we consider what paula just said is to recognize that we're trying to paint a picture of what's possible. So if you yeah. can resonate with some of the things that we're talking about and you're recognizing that that's not where you want to live, know that there is something else possible. But Lord, let me tell you, Paula, literally, I just got back from <laughs> And I was triggered for half of the first, like the entire half of the vacation, I kept getting triggered by something. And so I'm like, even though like I'm on this journey where I am way better than where I was, like, I was like, downwards file. My husband's like, snap out of this sister. Like, (laughs) So so you guys like absolutely what Paula is saying. And what I want to do next, Paula, is take our conversation towards the steps you, you mentioned, you know, I think five steps, if I recall, um, or some steps that we have that we can take to get us from where we want to be or where we are from to where we want to be. And the first step was awareness. So what I want to do, you guys, is, is allow Paula to help us to take those first steps now that we are maybe a, more aware of where we are and where, where we want to be. How can we actually get there? So Paula, we're going to dive into that. But first, you guys, I cannot wait to tell you all about ways that I want to serve you better. You see, I am finding that so many of you need and want better connection. You want better connection with the people that you're listening to here on the podcast. And maybe you need a couple of other things to help you feel support, accountability, all the things. I can't wait to tell you all about something that that myself and my team have, have cooked up for you to help you have that. And I'm going to tell you all about it. And then we're going to get back to the conversation here with Paula so that she can help us take those very first steps to get us from where we are to where we want to be. Michelle here. And I just got to ask you, do you ever listen to podcasts or special training from gurus who are telling you exactly what to do, but you still have questions? Wouldn't it be amazing if you actually could ask questions to the people who are presenting to give you your personalized answer to how you can get into action and apply it to your unique situation? That is exactly why I created the Better Club Elite, which is a very special, very exclusive monthly membership that gives you access to those 
question and answer session that are going to get you in action and get you all lined up with everything that you need to start being better, doing better, and having better in life and in business. The support, the answers, and everything that you need to get you in action. So let's go. Okay, Paula, my goodness, this has been such a great conversation up to this point, and I am so excited for you to continue to take us on this journey because you have, you know, been enlightened from, from where you were to where you are and, and the journey to help you get there and you're helping other people do it. What would you say are some of the steps that we can start taking that are going to help us move in that direction? First of all, I want to make clear that what I'm I'm using the word steps because I don't know of any other vocabulary to use, but they're not necessarily done in this order. Okay. I think it's really important for people to listen to themselves and to try things out, to be curious yeah. and to try something that somebody recommends and then move to something else and follow the organic path, if you will. But yeah. these are the things that I found to be most helpful on my journey, not only then, but now, because it keeps, you know, that we keep getting the layer, we go from the outside in, and at the same time, there's this back and forthness. So, you know, yes, I mentioned awareness and acknowledgement, you know, we need to be aware and we need to acknowledge how we feel about anything and everything. There's no good or bad. Um, and I think most of us struggle with that. There's positive yes. emotions and then there's negative emotions yeah. and there really aren't. They're just emotions. Um, so acknowledgement and awareness, a practice of gratitude, and that can take any number of different forms. Um, you can have a gratitude journal. I've been keeping a gratitude journal now for seven years and I read back over it periodically, not very often. Um, and it reminds me of all of the beauty out there and in here, both of me and of you. And it, you know, what we pay attention to, what we're grateful for, we get more of. It can take the form of starting your day like my dad did for my whole life, which was greeting the day by saying, thank you. Yeah. That's it. You know, two simple words. Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. Yeah. Um, Self-care and, and allowing yourself to receive the care and the love, not just from yourself, but from other people. Mm -hmm. Exercising kindness and compassion for others and for yourself. Holding a mirror up and instead of judging, looking through loving eyes mm -hmm. and seeing the beauty that's there rather than all of the spots. I mean, the spots are there. They're not going to go away, right. but seeing them with a very different perspective. Yeah. One and get yeah. you mind if I tell, tell the story? So I was at the beach and we were in Mexico and there were all of these rocks on the beach. So it was, um, but they were beautiful rocks and, and it wasn't a beach that you couldn't walk on. Like I'm trying to explain this in the best way I can, but they're beautiful, beautiful rocks that were washed up. And I would sit there and I'd, I'd, I'd look at them and it was the ones that had the spots. It was the ones that had the marks in them that caught my attention. It wasn't the perfectly brown or perfectly black or perfectly white rocks. It was the ones that had 
the lines and the spots and the imperfections. And I think that when we recognize that those things are what other people see in us as our beauty marks. Yes, yes. There was a song probably 10 years ago called Freckles. Um, and I don't remember who the artist was, but it was such a beautiful song and it was meant to be, you know, the, the population was middle school and high school. Um, but it was all about how those freckles, those little spots that we so often look at as our ugliness are beautiful. That's our beauty. And the, I don't remember the Japanese word, but when a pot breaks, yeah. when instead of gluing it together and trying to make those lines invisible, they fill it with gold mm. so that those imperfections are looked upon as being beautiful. Absolutely. And that's pretty much my goal yeah. in life. I love that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I just thought it, okay. it reminded me of that. So. It was a beautiful example of how we, when we look in the mirror, we need to look lovingly instead of with a jaundiced, very critical eye. Absolutely. Um, and I think I got all the, I think I got all the points that I was mostly <laughs> interested in and, and it, and it really comes down to, honestly, it comes down to committing. And I think initially the commitment is filled with trepidation. It's, um, it's filled, it can be filled with, great fear but but there the element of trust that of ourselves that allow and of the process and of god or the divine or the universal spirit however one looks at it um that that we are on the right path and so that commitment means that two days after we start this journey and something happens, we don't go back under the rock and say, forget it. I, I'm never going to learn how to do this. I'm not worth, clearly I'm not worthy, but instead we accept that the journey is going to be very rocky and mountainous. And then it's, we're going to trip and fall all over the place. And that's how we learn. When my boys were little, and things are young, little and then young, um, when things would happen that they didn't like, I would say, I would ask, what are we supposed to learn from this? And that has been one of my mantras for the last 30 years is what am I supposed to learn from this? Either something that I do or something that someone else does or says, right. instead of taking it in and making it me, Right. What am I supposed to learn from this? And there's so much to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one of the things that I think somebody needs to hear this because I'm feeling led to share this. You guys, every one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. Every one of us were designed on purpose for a purpose. And if you're in the place where you're afraid to put the mirror up, you're afraid to look inside because you're afraid that there's nothing inside worthy of, of seeing or sharing or looking at. I want you to remember that our, like, I, like she said, our beauty comes from our imperfections. And I'm just going to use an example because a lot of times people think that, you know, worthiness and, and trouble with that is, is only at a certain 
level of our lives or point in our lives. And I find that it's, it's something that people struggle with from all walks of life. doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how, you know, how you were raised or what socioeconomic status you are. Like it can follow you anywhere. I have people that are at the top of their careers that don't feel worthy of being assigned a specific project or being invited on a stage or whatever. And just remember that when we show up, it's through that vulnerability and it's through that, those imperfections that inspire other people. It makes us more accessible. It makes us seem more human. It makes us seem more approachable. It, it is one of the reasons why for all the years that I've been teaching yoga and we're approaching 25 at this point, I have used my own, um, trips trip ups as as a jumping off point as an example because i feel like it makes it makes the whole process seem more doable for people i'm a real person i'm not somebody on a tv screen i'm not i'm not a bestseller i'm not i'm just your average middle-aged woman and i've lived through a lot and i've loved a lot and and people see that and relate to that and it, it it's just it's reassuring so from your wisdom, what would you say, like, what would be your best advice? Like if I were to say, all right, Paula, here's the stage. Give me your best advice for somebody listening right now. Trust yourself first, not exclusively, but first and do everything you need to, to feed the courage that it takes to look at your, to learn to look at yourself with loving eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and there's a million different little things that you can do. We sort of talked about this before, but I have what I call my everyday ways, um, okay. ways to bring ease into my person, mind, body, spirit. Sometimes okay. it's mind, sometimes it's body, sometimes it's spirit, but itty bitty things that I can do when I feel myself falling down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, I'm, you know, who do I think I am kind of thing. Um, And a lot of it has to do with, I mentioned this earlier, when I'm tired, Mm -hmm. I'm most vulnerable. And so I look for ways to bring rest and ease into my day, into my person without adding anything else to my to-do list. And one of, I mean, here's a very easy thing when you're driving, because we're always driving, right? And your hands are on the wheel, become aware of your hands. Just bring your attention to your hands, both if you're not actually driving, if you're at a stoplight, you can look, otherwise you just feel them. And as soon as you do that, your hands respond by softening. And that softness moves up your wrists, your arms, into your shoulders, into your neck. And, you know, in the Ayurveda tradition, mind, body, spirit are inseparable. So if I'm doing this for my body, then what happens is my mind starts to soften, my spirit starts to soften, and it becomes, again, a beautiful upward spiral instead of, oh my God, I'm so tired. And half the, no, I would say 90% of the time, we're not even aware of how tense our body is. And if we can just bring awareness 
it doesn't take anything really it doesn't take away from anything it's something you can do yeah while yeah. you're doing something else that's amazing. I'm so glad that we were able to talk about that because that is one of the best tips that I've learned from you in the past conversations that we've had. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Is there anything else that we haven't had a chance to talk about, Paula, that you really want to make sure to mention to our audience? Um, you can make a retreat any moment of your day just by setting the intention to do so. Um, I think sometimes we get caught up in everything we have to do. And I discovered a few years ago when I was driving somewhere with my dog in the car and I was feeling, you know, oh my God, I'm not going to have time to finish what I have to finish. And all of a sudden there was this, I have all the time in the world. It, it's a phrase that I had tried to use before. It just came to me and I said it again and I said it out loud and I said it out loud a third time. And by the third time, I was starting to feel so much calmer that when I did get to where I was going, I was able to, to do the things I needed to do without the stress, the tension, the tightness, of all the pressure I was putting on myself. It's, and of course, I say that to, to some people and they dismiss it. It doesn't change the amount of time you have. Well, no, but it changes your relationship with time. And again, it's what, what we say to ourselves is so important. So say, not be nice to yourself. That that's so important, you guys. And remember that you're worthy. Remember that you're worthy of being nice to yourself, that you're worthy of the time and the rest and the, the things that you need to recharge because it is possible to have everything, you know, flowing from you instead of you needing to to bring it in. So Paula, thank you so much for, for your time, your energy, all of the wisdom that you imparted with us. And I ask all of my guests to give us one question to think about that we can use to help move us from where we are to where we want to be. So what would you ask our audience to think about? Oh, my. Um... I don't know that I have a thought for you, but I have something for you to do. Hey, go to go to a mirror hey. and stand in front of the mirror and look hey. and just notice where are you looking? Are you looking at the hair that's out of place? Are you looking at the pimple that came up overnight? Or are you looking into and you have to do it one at a time. You can't do both eyes at the same time. But train yourself, teach yourself to look into the pupils of your eyes rather than at the scarf, at your hair, at the blemishes, at the wrinkles. Um, and when you do that, do so with a great deal of curiosity about how you're feeling, what you're feeling, where you're feeling it as you're doing that and then invite that into the rest of your day. That is amazing. And, you know, I'm just going to tell you that I do that on purpose, not giving you guys um, like 
that heads up question, because I trust the spirit <laughs> and your intuition that you're going to share with us exactly what it is that we need to hear at the time. And I believe that you absolutely did that. So thank you so much, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already take a screenshot of this, share it to your stories so that we can spread the word about Paula and all the things that she's up to. And remember that you have access to all of the ways to connect with her inside the show notes so that if you feel led to, to follow her journey, to, to reach out to her, you have all of the tools that you need. Thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing, amazing day. And Paula, thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Lachelle. It's been such a joy. Thank you so much for listening to the Untucked Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.